Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. There's a very deep teaching that comes from the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, the alphabet. Our rabbis taught over 2,000 years ago, Sheker in Raglaim. This means that the letters that spell the Hebrew word for falsehood, Sheker, Sheen, Kuf, and Resh, don't have feet to stand on. This is both mysterious and fascinating. What feet are the rabbis referring to? Well, let's compare the word sheker with its opposite, emet. Emet is made up of three letters too, aleph, mem, and tav, except unlike the letters that make up sheker, where each of the letters comes to a point or standing on a single leg, the letters that comprise the word emet, truth, have a broad base or standing on a platform. That's interesting, I think, because lies and deception are so delicious to consume and believe, but ultimately, one day, the fiction collapses for lack of any solid foundation to rest on. It might take years from the truth to come to light, but as long as it's built on firm grounding, it will outshine the fog of the concocted. Also, the placing of the letters of both words is significant. The word emet, truth, has aleph as the first letter, mem is the middle letter, and tav is the last letter. Truth is spread out, open for all to peruse, unafraid and exposed. The word sheker, falsehood, is fascinating. The shin and kuf and resh run sequentially, although jumbled, as the three letters are literally bunched up one to the other, as if uh, conspiring their bogus secrets in whispered hushes. Take a look at the Alephbet PDF on my website, sacredscrolls.net, in the resources page. My friend Elliot Hodoff likes to say, in war, the first victim is the truth. I agree. And in Israel, the fight to shine the truth is an ongoing battle. A little over a week ago, on May the 11th, Shirin Abu Akleh, an Israeli-based correspondent for Al Jazeera, was shot during a violent gun battle between Israeli soldiers and Palestinian terrorists in the West Bank city of Jenin. Let's roll the tape back a bit further so we can have some context. On the afternoon of May the 5th, as Israel Independence Day celebrations were winding down, Two Palestinian terrorists, Assad al-Rafai and Sabi Abu Shakir, entered the Israeli town of Elad and using axes hacked to death three Jewish men and seriously wounded at least four others. The terrorists were from the Janine area. This horrific act was one of several extremely violent events that kicked off before Ramadan and intensified during the Muslim holy festival period. The role of the IDF is to protect the citizens of Israel from attacks, and thus it was their crucial task of arresting terrorists in Jenin that brought us to May 11th. According to reliable sources, Israeli soldiers came under intense shooting from multiple locations. There is no conclusive evidence proving whether the fatal, where the fatal bullet came from that killed Shirin. This is because the Palestinian Authority will not 
participate in an investigation to determine the events on that crazy day. And so, without the PA's cooperation, the truth will not be known. I think it's also safe to say that when a journalist puts themselves in a very dangerous situation, there is a risk of harm or death. I would think that that is obvious. And if you happen to be very close by Palestinian terrorists shooting at Israeli soldiers, no matter what is printed on your vest, you might get hurt. The other blurriness whirling around the story of Shirin Abu Akleh is her saint-like stature, as if she was an objective, truth-seeking journalist. Upon digging not too deep, it becomes clear that Shirin was anything but an impartial professional newswoman. You know, in Israel, if you want to find out what middle Israel is thinking, you ask a taxi driver. That's right, a taxi driver. They hear everything and have an opinion on everything, and they're one of the most reliable sources of the pulse of our nation. So, a few days ago, after the Janine shootout, I was traveling by taxi from Naharia to Ma'alot in the Upper Galilee, close to the Lebanon border. The topic turned to Shirin, and my taxi driver shouted in Hebrew, Mechabelet im Ramkol, a terrorist with a megaphone. Wow, I thought that was very interesting, and certainly not the kind of thing you would hear on CNN or Fox. So I dug a bit deeper into Shireen's bio, and lo and behold, it turns out that her career as a journalist shot to prominence right at the start of the Second Intifada in 2000, and that's a direct quote from Al Jazeera. Furthermore, Palestinian sources credit her with being the voice of the uprising as she flooded the airways with anti-Israel rhetoric and hateful biases. Over 1,000 Israeli citizens were murdered during the violence of the Second Intifada that stretched for five years, and over 10,000 Israelis were wounded, many permanently disabled. I recall how a newly established driving school in Jerusalem started during the Second Intifada to teach Israelis without arms and legs to drive victims of Arab terror who wanted to obtain their driver's licenses. Did Shireen play a role in inciting terrorism during those dark days? Is this what the taxi driver was referring to? And finally, the funeral of Shireen Abu Kaleh. On Friday, May 13th, Israeli police, concerned about an angry mob starting a violent riot under the pretext of a funeral procession, intervened when the coffin was not placed into the hearse. You know, we live in a world where everyone has a professional video camera. It's called a phone. And so no shortage of upsetting images were spread like wildfire around Israel, the PA, and the world. But as the famous and fictitious detective Sherlock Holmes said, circumstantial evidence depends from which angle and position you view the incident. In other words, the close-cropped photos and clips offer a very narrow and highly editorialized viewpoint. Shouting protesters, police with batons swaying, a coffin that nearly slipped and dropped. Very unpleasant. But here's the facts. No one died during the riot. Several injuries caused by glass bottles and other objects thrown, but no deaths. That's a big deal when it comes to funerals turned violent in any country in the world. And so 
I want to take this opportunity to thank the Israeli police officers for their bravery and dedication to keep Jerusalem peaceful and ensure the safety for everyone. So this brings me back to the Hebrew letters, emet, truth, and sheker, false. It can be a complicated world, and figuring out what's true and what's a lie is truly challenging. I strive to shut out the noise of the hyperbole and hysterical and take the long view of the minute details. Sheker ain't lo reglayim. Falsehood has no legs. I prefer to remain standing. This past May 17th, five days after the ruckus funeral and seven days after the unfortunate death of Shireen, I found myself in a Muslim Arab village in northern Israel. My friend is the head of the village council and I was his guest and he invited me to visit his mosque. The two of us entered the room after removing our shoes and listened to the quiet peace of that sacred space. The afternoon prayers were to begin in a little while, but while we were there, quiet. I looked at the colorfully calligraphed Quran and marveled at the curved and recessed arch archway of the mirab and the majestic raised minbar from where the teachings are read. I thought, the struggle in our land is not between Jews and Arabs. The work, the real effort, is to separate truth from deception, to know the difference between emet and sheker. Please join me every week for new ideas, and uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom, I'm Shmuel Bowman. In the Beginning is produced by Sacred Scrolls. You can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts or Amazon Music. If you have any questions or comments, please be in touch through our website at sacredscrolls.net. Thank you for listening.